Uh, hi, this is Conversation 6. I'm Kyle Laskretz, an assistant professor of international relations at Lewis and Clark College. And I'm Marina Henke. I'm a professor of international relations at the Hurdy School in Berlin and at Northwestern University in Chicago. Great to be with you. Uh, so August, this new strategic partnership announced last week between the United States, the UK and Australia uh, felt for some, uh, particularly in Europe, particularly France, like a diplomatic bomb had just been dropped on them. So Marina, I, wanna, I wanted to start by asking you, now that the dust has settled a bit, what's the view in Europe? And is this like the death of transatlanticism as some statements and headlines have led us to believe? Well, um, as you know, the French were furious and it was not just uh, a, a theater act. I think it really hit a nerve. There were two different um, kind of, you know, reactions. So the first reaction was that France turned to its um, European Union partners and said, see, once again, this is a proof that we can no longer trust the United States. If Washington has to decide between the Pacific and the Atlantic, it will choose the Pacific. And so, and this is the big message, we need to gain strategic autonomy. That's kind of like one of these terms that is uh, used now here in Europe a lot. So we need to become, you know, de facto independent from the United States. Though, you know, when you look a little bit closer, you could uh, tell that France was actually, you know, um, negotiating quite a little bit on the sidelines now after this fallout. So, you know, they wanted to have at least like some goodies. And so, you know, what mm. um, now became public was, for example, that um, the United States will help out a little bit more um, with uh, the French in the Sahel and the fight against uh, terrorism. So at least in the short term, the French, the, uh, French um, government got a little bit out of this. But the big story here is that the French want now Europe to move toward um, strategic autonomy. What's hmm. um, your perspective from the, the Pacific side of, of the United States? How have you been uh, living this, this story? Well, yeah, I, 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 my, my feeling is uh, what you just suggested that what, what France has been saying to Europe that that this is the the United States essentially uh, announcing in a very blunt way that the the Indo Pacific is what they care about more than uh, tr transatlantic relations right now. Um, I think it's been interesting to watch uh, the, the Biden administration has essentially admitted this week without admitting that they they mishandled the situation with France. Uh, but I, I think that mishandling and oversight is itself uh, indicative of uh, where their priorities are right now. I think their priorities are very clearly uh, finding allies um, and, and the more significant the allies, the better to balance against China. And uh, I really see this as, um, as a, in a sense, an, an opening move in a, in a new uh, a, a, a new phase of the game in uh, balancing against Chinese power and influence. Do you think it's risky to lose Europe in this strategic balancing? Do you think, you know, like if Europe becomes quote unquote independent or even neutral because this is as well a possibility, like big Switzerland, do you think the United States would lose out or it, you know, it could, it could do that without? Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's, I do think it's risky. I think, uh, Frankly, the, the Biden administration seems to be uh, focused here on capabilities and, and big power politics. Uh, and uh, I, I don't understand myself why uh, they, uh, 
we can't have both. Why can't there can't be a focus on the Indo-Pacific, but still with uh, uh, cultivating that uh, and and uh, massaging, soothing that that traditional alliance with uh, the European Union and uh, and European countries. So uh, it, it does seem like an unforced error, I think, on the part of the Biden administration. And, and with that in mind, I guess I'm wondering what you think. I mean, I, I, I've seen that that you know France is is uh, trying to call on Europe to wake up in some sense. Uh, will Europe, quote unquote, wake up? Will this lead to um, uh, more of an independent third force uh, on the part of the European Union, or is that a lot of this kind of France screaming into the wind? Mm. So. Third force in the term of a military force, I think it's it's uh, it's almost an impossibility. Right? The risk is that Europe tries to be what I you know mentioned, like this neutral force. So it tries to be equidistant. So it tries not to take part in this rivalry. Germany, where I'm based right now, actually has more trade going on with China than the United States. So I think the risk really here is that you know, Germany, Europe keeps on trading with China, also in sensitive areas. And in one way or another, of course, then strengthens as well the Chinese economy and, and China's power by providing technology, by providing, you know, cutting edge uh, kind of research and material that, you know, can also harm the United States, but not the direct way, but the indirect, indirect way. Sure. So we're just about out of time here. Uh, last question for you. What do you think Europe is going to remember uh, about AUKUS uh, a year from now? Well, I think it's, you know, it's another um, it's another indication that either, you know, like Europe really needs to work on winning America's interest, uh, that the interest of the United States